Trista Crick jumps on with us again live from Vegas NBA Summer League. Hey, I wanted to actually get with on this with you yesterday and we get a chance. Uh, that the NBA passed that, you know, the, the, the two rules. The big one, obviously, is the flopping rule and a technical if they deem that it's flopping. When you've watched these games and everybody's certainly having conversations out there, I'm always fascinated with the conversations you guys are having about all, all of this stuff around in Summer League. Is... Is that rule and the idea taken well by people out there, or is it looked at as, oh, this could be a major problem? I think it's just kind of like there's already a lot of controversies with refs, and so this just adds another layer of tomfoolery and shenanigans (laughs) that can be added, right? And so if you're talking about in our world, right, where sports betting is our lens, and so we watch the game through the, the lens of, well, what's happening that's altering the course of the game and, and our bets uh, subsequently, like a, a flopping that, uh, technical foul that wasn't a flop that ends up changing the course of a game or you don't cover because of that extra bucket, I think that's going to be really meaningful. And so that's kind of what people are saying. It's like mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot more scrutiny around refs uh, and there's going to be a lot more complaining about refs as a result. We got a couple games coming up here in this slate. We got the Thunder taking on the Pacers. You like the Pacers the other night. They're 2-0 and right now in Summer League. The Thunder 1-1. and Anything you like in that or uh, the Knicks and the Magic? Both teams looking for their first win here in Summer League? Yeah, I still like the Pacers. I think Jarris will play. Uh, it doesn't feel like – maybe Matherin's not playing, and that's why the line is what it is. But Andrew Nemhard's still really good. Um, you still have a, a lot of depth on that team. You've got Isaiah Jackson, who, like I said yesterday, I really like a lot. So – they're going to give him as many minutes as they can. So, yeah, I like I like the Pacers. That's why I like them to win the whole thing. You pretty much have to win at least three games in Summer League in order to win the whole thing. So, yeah, I like them plus four and a half. Is Chet I – I haven't heard anything uh, because I've seen some player props for Chet, but it doesn't feel like he's going to be playing. So, I don't know why the Thunder are minus four and a half in that game. Yeah, we haven't seen anything on Chet yet. That's the problem. Is like some of these guys, you don't know what their status is going to be. It's like almost game by game. Are any of these? Is anybody like? Um, so I mean, we obviously know Wemby shut down for the rest of the tournament. Is there any of these other first round picks that have, that's been sitting out that may be coming back at all? From what you've heard, like Scoot's Scoot's done, right? I think Scoot's done. Okay. I think once you sit out, it's very hard for you to come back. Even though I think Scoot would have played if he had the ability to. Um, like if he would, if it was up to Scoot, Scoot would have played in, in game two. He's fine, um, but you know how it is with precautions. You yeah. just want to make sure that your golden goose is not going to get injured in an exhibition game. So yeah, I don't. I think if you're if you're playing in game three, you're probably playing in game four. If you haven't played in game three or game two, you're probably not playing for the rest of the for the rest of the thing. We're just talking about the Rockets. In your opinion, who do you think the most improved team is this off season so far? Pacers, Pacers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that they're like a nine a nine deep team, right? You've got I, I just asked yesterday, like, what is the rotation gonna be? Yeah. You know, what is the starting five of the Pacers? Like, is Ben Matherin coming off the bench? What's where is Bruce Brown gonna gonna reside, right? So the the starting five from what I've heard, um, is you've got Tyrese Halliburton, Ben Matherin at the two, Bruce Brown actually playing the three. Ob Toppin at four, uh, and then uh, Miles Turner at five. So then, then you've got Jarris Walker coming off the bench, Andrew Nemhard coming off the bench, T.J. McConnell coming off the bench, Aaron Neesmith. I mean, you, this is a very deep, very athletic, pass-heavy, lob-heavy type of a team. This is the team that I look at and I say, we're going to look at their win totals. 
Uh, we're going to look at maybe you know going out to that, Indiana to watch games. Like they're going to be really, really fun. You know, I, I really like the Pacers too, and they overachieved last year considering what the expectations were. But they got—they, I mean, they do—they have a lot of young talent on that team. And if we look now, I mean, they won 35 games, Tris, so they were six back, obviously, of even that 10 seed where the Raptors were in the playoffs last year. And the game we always have to play is okay. If this team's in, then who do we think is most likely to be out? I mean, are the Raptors a team that's going to stick with what they have? I mean, rookie head coach. Are they eventually going to finally start selling off, and then we look at them as okay? The Pacers maybe replace them as one of those top 10 teams. I think that even if they don't sell off, they still are falling off, right? They've got Dennis Schroeder there as their point guard, one of the wor- worst three-point shooting point guards in the league, like very streaky guy. I know that Fred Van Fleet was streaky, but he's just as streaky and does less things well. Um, you've got the tension between OG and his role on the team. I don't think he really wants to be in Toronto. So, like, an unhappy player that's on an expiring very interesting. Pascal Siakam wants a new deal. He wants an extension. Doesn't seem like they want to give it to him. So you've got a lot of cultural stuff happening on this team. Like, is Grady Dick going to be a meaningful com- contributor? Like, I don't know about that necessarily. Gary Trent's going to, you know, he gets paid. So I think that the Toronto's going to take a step back no matter what. Um, and I think they'll probably end up just losing more guys for nothing because it appears that Masai doesn't really care about that. Are you hearing anything right now while you're in Vegas uh, at Summer League? Are you hearing anything about Zach Levine potentially getting moved? Because I feel like I've heard absolutely nothing about <laughs> Desperate that. Desperate to see him get moved in over okay. a week. Well, when you're looking at like the big names who could potentially yeah. get moved, I feel like now he's probably the biggest. Other than Harden, I-, I think I'd rather have Levine, though. So here's here's what I heard from folks from the Bulls organization. Is that... <clears throat> Number one, the Bulls, and you know this, Ryan, so much from living in Chicago, right? Being a rebuilding team in Chicago, you've tried doing that before, and it was horrendous. You're the number one uh, attended uh, arena in all of the NBA, right? And so really what their goal is is to just continue, kind of like what the Mets are doing, right? We know that we're not a contender, but we've got some overpaid guys that are just here so that they can help us stay relevant and stay exciting. And they love Zach. Zach loves them. I don't see Zach getting moved. It would be very, I would be very surprising based on the conversations that I've had if they move him. They actually think that he's being slandered by people, um, like fans in Chicago, because he had such a great year last year, even with his injury history. So, like, their goal, it feels like, is just kind of being middle of the road, being, like, somewhat competitive, kind of being a play-in team, just very mediocre while selling out uh, the UC. Like, I did just kind of think that's what it's going to be. Can you do me one favor while you're there and tell all of the uh, people that I hate them? <laughs> I do have a Dame update. Oh, yeah, you does. do? What is it? So I, I spoke with some people close to the situation last night, and uh, I, I can't even believe I'm going to say this, honestly. Um, they believe there's a high likelihood that Dame might fire his agent and walk the whole thing back. And stay in like Portland, stay in Portland, and stay in Portland. Yeah, yeah. The story that was told to me was about how many times Kobe asked to be traded, and they had a deal ready for him. Incidentally enough, to go to Chicago, and they said, "Okay, Kobe, the deal's done. Uh, this is the team that you're going to go play with. This is the trade. This is what it looks like." And Kobe said to them, "Well, why would I want to go and play there? Why would I want to go play with those guys? Well, that team sucks." And they were like, "Okay, that yeah, that's." That's uh, the deal, though. That's exactly. And he never asked for another trade again. So 
it, uh, according to them, this doesn't feel like something that Dame even really wanted to do. But his brand people, you know, Adidas would be, you know, be very lucrative for Adidas for Dame to be in Miami. It would be very lucrative for Aaron Goodwin, Dame's agent, for him to be in Miami. I don't know necessarily if Dame really was as strongly opinionated about this as the people around him. So do not be shocked if not only this goes to the deadline, but, you know, maybe we get a complete 180 uh, change of opinion. That's the, that's the latest. Like I, I can't even believe I'm telling you that, but that's what people very close to the situation believe. It's such an up-and-down saga. Do you think, too, any of it is him kind of seeing the backlash from people with him requesting this trade and maybe not liking to be the, the villain at all? Could that be a factor at all in his decision-making? I think this whole thing is going way differently than he expected, right? And the fans turning on him, not just Portland fans, but now you see memes of Steph and Giannis being the only loyal players left. You see his name getting slandered, not just from like a loyalty standpoint, but people are finding ways to say that he's not really the best player on a championship team anyway. And he's like making 60 million and he's 32, 33 years old. And so there's a lot of like game uh, negativity to go around based around this trade request. And from what I hear, he's you know not in a great space uh, about it. Um, so we're, we're going to have to see how it all plays out. Uh, but, yeah, I think the way that the reputation uh, has been changed of him has got to be playing at least some part. I mean, it, it, shocker that people are being awful on social media, and he's not in a good place with it. I don't, I don't blame the guy one bit. Good stuff, Tristan. Did not expect that at all. By the way, voice sounds much better today. Glad you were able to rest it. Uh, thanks for coming on with us and giving us that. Uh, of course, you heard it here first. Yeah, I know. And as a as a Portland Trailblazers fan, I'm sure you were probably happy to hear that as well. So, I don't know. I'm very conflicted. Oh guys. no! Now she's going conflict. the other way. Yeah, it's because you got I Scoot. I'd be happy yeah. too if I had Scoot. There, you got a bright future there. All right, thanks, Trista. Good talking to you. Thanks, that, guys. Let me tell you.